Welcome back, everyone, to episode 56 of the Minot Business Podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, and on the show today, we have Amanda Olson. Amanda, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Before we get started, if you have not already, please rate and review the show. It only takes five seconds to leave us a rating review. It really helps spread the word to new audiences and attract new guests for you guys each and every week. All right, Amanda, let's dive right into the questions. A new business owner, would you claim yourself as? For the people that don't know, they've never met you, they've never heard of you, never heard of your business. What do you do if you had to give us like an elevator pitch? My elevator pitch. Uh, I take a laptop-sized ultrasound machine into people's homes or to a baby shower and hook up that machine to their TV and do an ultrasound in their living room. Okay. And so everybody can watch the baby in utero and see what's happening in the comfort of their own home. Own home. So is that what it is? Is it kind of a group thing? Because that's what I, I didn't want to do too much research because I like to do the research while we're having the conversation. But it's I was thinking, you know, if my, you know, let's say a friend's pregnant, they come in, you do it. But I didn't even realize the baby shower thing where everyone can kind of watch it together. They can. Yeah. It just depends on how the mom and dad want to do it. Okay. I mean, we can just do it in their home and just be the two of them. Kids can be there. Other family members can be there. And I've even, I've done one already at a baby shower where it was really nice because she had a lot of, you know, elderly people that were attending and weren't familiar with it. So it was really a fun, unique experience for them. So it's mobile. So you're obviously, you know, on the move. What is the difference between that? You said it's a laptop laptop size computer Mm -hmm. or ones when I've never been and had an ultrasound or the ones at the doctor, like just massive, and then you just yes. shrunk it down into one computer? Yes. Okay. You can buy an ultrasound machine basically in any size you want. Okay. Um, obviously not huge, huge, yeah. but, you know, um, you can buy them in many different sizes and to have many different functions as far as what you want and every price point you can imagine. Okay. So then let's get into the ultrasound a little bit then. you okay. Do you have a background in, is it an ultrasound tech? Is that what it's called? Yes, I am a registered OBGYN okay. ultrasound technologist. I went to a two-year program in Minnesota and um, finished my schooling there. And then we came to North Dakota and started my career here. Okay, so did you work then full-time like in a hospital as an ultrasound tech then? Yes, I've been working at Trinity for the past 20 years as a registered ultrasound tech. Okay. So then are you still working at Trinity or is this now taken over? I am no longer working at Trinity. Okay. Um, This is the first time I have not had a full-time job in over 20 years. So this is super foreign to me (laughs) and very weird being home all the time. Yep. You can come on random podcasts in the middle of the day. (laughs) Great. So what was that uh, transition like? You obviously had to make that leap into, okay, I want to start this venture and I want to do my own thing with the ultrasounds. How long did it take to get to that point where you're like, okay, I think, I think maybe this is the time to do it. Um, it's actually taken me about a year and a half okay. to do everything. I had back surgery done the end of March of 22 okay. and knew at that time I wanted to pursue this. And so that was my go time, okay. you know, instead of recuperating and watching TV, I was mad researching yeah. ultrasound businesses and trying to figure out what avenue I wanted to go down as far as the ultrasound business. Um, and so it took me a good year, year and a half, well, probably a year to get my business plan done. 
Okay. And once, you know, of course that gave us time to kind of prep financially and make our own family adjustments for me not working full time. Yeah. So was that something where it was always ultrasound? Like, are there other business ultrasound businesses like this, or is this something new? There are other ultrasound businesses like this. Um, there's different ultrasound boutiques, we'll call them. Okay. And people go to four day courses and are taught how to take a face picture, how to taught, okay. they're taught basics on how to run the machine mm-hmm. and how to take these fun pictures. Yeah. Um, and then they will do like a boutique and people schedule and come in to their okay. facility. But not like a full blown like tech that's been working in the industry. Correct. Okay. So that's kind of your little, your little that's path you snuck in. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Um, okay. So then let's go into the business side of things. You obviously okay. started this. What were, what were your emotions like? Were you nervous to start a business? Were you gung-ho? Obviously, I know your husband, and he, I'm sure he was super supportive of it, but what was what was that like? Terrifying. I bet it's probably the simplest yeah. way for me to put that. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's probably heard me. This is so terrifying. I've yeah. said that probably a million times. But, yeah, going from the stability of having a full-time job and, you know, having a lot of financial responsibilities, we have – young adult children. And yeah. so there's, you know, expenses are a little bit different when they're in their early twenties as far as, you yeah. know, vehicle expenses and all that fun stuff. But do you think it helps that you have, I assume with older children, you have a little bit more freedom than if you're yes. raising a toddler or exactly. Okay. So exactly. then you started this at what point, and maybe you're still at the point where you're a little, this is terrifying, but when did it, <laughs> when did it feel? Yeah. When did it feel like, okay, I, I kind of got my footing here. Because a year um, and a half, what did that year and a half look like before you're like, okay, now's, now's the time? Well, during that year and a half, I, so I'm also the chairperson for Festival of Trees, which benefits Dakota Hope Clinic. Okay. Um, so I, during that year of me trying to get my business plan done, you know, I'm spending time towards Festival of Trees. I'm also working at Trinity and then, you know, basically in my spare time doing my business plan. Yep. So this past spring, um, when Trinity moved into the new building, my goal uh, before that was I, I didn't want to be in that new building. I wanted to be done before then. Okay. But I knew that realistically wasn't going to happen when that time came. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a great experience to be able to transition to that new building and help everybody, you know, move into um, the new facility and get situated. Yeah. And then... Probably I'd say May was when I got um, my business loan secured okay. and got that taken care of. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this really, is, real. this is, this real. is really happening. I don't know how many times I said that to my <laughs> business lender. I'm like, this is really happening. Yeah. Really? I'm really taking Yes. We approved it. Really? Yeah. No questions, nothing. No, yeah. you're good. <laughs> I'm like, huh, that was shocking. And so once that happened, I was like, okay, this is go time. Yeah. And so um, I knew at that point I needed to start getting out on social media. Yep. And my goal was to start putting, you know, putting my name out there and on social media, you know, I wanted to be starting to take clients starting in August. Well, then you need at least a month before then of doing posts and stuff, right? So my goal was to tell my employer the beginning of June, this is what I'm doing okay. and explain it and say, you know, I can either stay working here 
at the same, you know, along with it, or yeah. we can, or if I'm not, then I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, I ended up giving them basically a month and a half notice so that they, um, so I had that time mentally to, yeah. to kind of prepare myself yeah. for that time being. So it was nice to be able to give them a little bit of extra time because it was mm-hmm. more mental preparation for myself. Yep. And it was like, once I did that, I was like, so excited. Yeah. And I was finally like, okay, I am doing this. And it was finally like, yes, there's this always is that happening. rush in the beginning. I feel like, yeah, there really is. So did you have that in the beginning where it was such new territory? Do you have like business experience, a business background at all? Or do we're going to say no, okay. but yet I do as far as an, as far as like the ultrasound business part of it. Cause okay. I ran the department um, I was a supervisor of our department for quite a while okay. and I've worked with the marketing team and I've done, you know, I've purchased and helped purchase many ultrasound machines and I've been okay. involved heavily in that. So you do um, have a semi background then. A business aspect for ultrasound part okay. of it, but social media, Canva, all <laughs> of those things. Do you know how terrified I was just to use Canva? Yeah. It was so sad, but I was once now that I'm using it, I'm like, okay, this is actually fun. The people's graphic designing uh, app, right? That's what yes, they say. it really is. So then the business plan, you obviously wrote a business plan. Mm-hmm. Who helped you with that? Did you do it yourself? Did you learn online? Because I know a lot oh. of people going through, I always like to talk about the beginning of people's businesses because I personally didn't have a business plan because I didn't really, I assume you need to show it to a lender. Yep. I didn't have a lender or anything to talk to. Then so I was like, I to. probably don't need a business plan. Let's right. just fly by the seat of your pants. But if you're going a more traditional route where you need, you know, funding or, you know, if you're going brick and mortar, whatever it is, you probably do need a business plan. Right. So what was that experience like on the business plan side? Well, I'm a big proponent in if there's any free resources out there, or if there's anybody that I know well that you know what this is their expertise i can reach out to them for help um but what i found was the north dakota business center here in town okay um and i contacted them and mary beth at the north dakota business center she really helped me um put my business plan together and really walked me through the steps of doing it and they also had give you access to like an online um like a course type thing it's Yes, but it's like a planner almost for your plan. And then there's extra tutorials in that that you can use. And so it's an interactive one that I found found really helpful for myself. Man, that would have been nice to have. Yeah, it was really great. And then the more I started working with them, the more resources I also found. Because I did a women's leadership class through the North Dakota Women's Business Center in Bismarck okay. a year ago. And they too have a lot of these resources for small businesses. And okay. then I also connected with them, started working with them and combining the two really helped me get to where I need. And then this past um, spring, yeah, um, I attended the Startup Minot. Oh, yeah. co-starters class and was part of that. And that just like pushed me over the edge. And it's like, okay, you are going over that cliff. Yeah. You are doing this and you're finishing that. <laughs> there's no, there's no turning back <laughs> yes. at that point, right? No, there really wasn't at that point. No. See, that's something I wish I knew in the beginning was I almost had this naive feeling that I'm like, I, I want to do this all by myself, right? I'm going to build this business. I don't need anybody's help. But if I had just looked for these different places, like North there, Dakota everywhere. Business Center, 
uh, the startup mine. I don't think it was a thing when I started, but there were programs like that. I feel like it just jumpstarts you so much faster. It does. And it, it really does. And to me, this benefit of the startup Minot, not only just having the information, it was also getting the feedback okay. from my classmates. Once, you know, for me to tell this to my friends and my family, they're of course always supportive and excited and, mm-hmm. you know, but then when you tell this to outsiders that don't really know anything about it and you're really telling them this okay. from scratch to see how excited and how interested they were in this business that was just extremely enlightening and very exciting for me to see. Did it give you some social proof thinking, okay, maybe I got it something here. It really did. Okay. Yes. Are you trying to sell? So I assume you're almost more so selling the experience, right? Because it's the yes. mom. I assume the mom is the main person that loves this. I'm sure there's some dads out there that love it too, but mm-hmm. it's, it's that experience that they see when they see the ultrasound screen. It's, it is definitely the experience. And it's also about having the experience for the dads that, you know, do feel a little more disconnected because they're not the one carrying the baby. They're not holding the baby in their stomach. Yes. And so for them to be able to experience and be able to see that baby more, you know, especially in their own home setting, that is more of a connection. The other thing that, or the other people that I really see that it affects is children. Okay. Um, one of my most recent clients, she had an 11 year old daughter. Yeah. And when I first went into that home, they're like, you know, the mom was like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. She's an only child. She's not real excited about this. <laughs> and I'm like, just okay. not excited about like having a sibling. Correct. Okay. And I'm like, okay, got this, got this. So yeah. then she comes in, the little girl comes in and she's like, yeah, I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I am worried this baby's going to take attention from me. And I'm like, you know what? You wait. Yeah. You just wait. And so as the ultrasound progressed and we're doing it, this little girl is asking me more and more and more and more questions. And okay. You could just tell she was just getting excited. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, what is that basket over there? And I'm like, oh, you wait a second. <laughs> I will tell you because I was finishing up a conversation with her mom. And so then I explained that these, these little heartbeat animals okay. that I have and they're, they come with this little heart module where I record the baby's heartbeat. Yep. And then it stays on this little module. And then this little module goes into the stuffed animal. And then oh. you just push the button and you can hear the baby's heart beating. So that's like a, it's like a, not it's a, a souvenir. Keepsake. That's a bad, yes, keepsake's a way keepsake. better word than souvenir. Yeah. And like so the little girl's like, I want to pick one out. Yeah. Mom's like, no, I want to pick one out. So they're <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, whatever. Well, after the ultrasound, I, you know, we're getting things out to my car and this girl follows me out to the car and she's like, can I give you a big hug? I'm like, yes, Yes. of course you can. And she's like, I'm now excited to have this baby. And she's like, well, kind (laughs) of. Well, I suppose that's what it's about. It's selling that. You know, because you can just make this business transaction. It's like, okay, I'll come in. I'll give you your photos of your unborn child. Or you sell the experience of the family getting excited about exactly. it. Exactly. like that. And I like the little touch. Where'd you get the idea for the uh, little animal thing? Did that is that something you did when you were at Trinity or? No, we did it- not do that at Trinity. Okay. Um, it's something that's popular with these kind of yeah. businesses. That's pretty sweet, though. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. It's just, it's it's just a a recording. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty sweet. So then launch phase, let's get to the point where you actually launch phase. Did you have any challenges there? Because 
client wise when you're like, okay, well, we're, we're taking clients. Launch phase, I would say the biggest challenge is just getting my name out there. And even now it's getting the information out in front of people that, you know, they know it's available. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to keep my budgeting, uh, basically marketing budget to zero because I have no income. You know what I mean? Our incomes drastically changed. So I'm trying to keep it as close to free as possible. Yeah. Um, Thank goodness I have experience with charity, right? There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, that's a pretty low marketing budget uh, industry, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So um, launch, and then the other thing that changed my, that was a little more challenging was I was planning on being at Trinity through the end of July, and that ended up getting cut a little bit short just because we were going on vacation. Okay. And I knew that prior to going on vacation that they would, tell me if what was for sure going to happen yeah. um, with that. And so it did get cut a little bit short with that. So it was like, oh, I guess we can launch now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of waiting a few more weeks, okay. you know? So that's, that's probably been my biggest. So you're challenge. prepped and you're prepped and ready to go. And then you're just kind of wait until after vacation. And then you're like, this is when yes. I do it. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. had to be, were you stressed at all on vacation? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yep, yep. Had a long conversation with the kids about money and going, oh, yep. boy. <laughs> hey, that's what you got to do. You got to take that financial risk, though, right? Yes, Because that's definitely. the business people always talk about. Oh, you got to get so good. And I don't think the stress part gets talked about enough where it's, like, super stressful. And oh. Yeah, you're taking risks to get the rewards. But, man, the risks sometimes are like, what am uh, I doing? Exactly. You are so right. Yeah, but we'll get into, I want to get into the social media stuff, but before we do that, let's hear from this week's sponsor, Midco. Is your business moving up and to the right? Put Midco's business technology to work for you so you never have a slow day at the office. From premium internet and phone plans to custom private networking and advertising, they have a solution for every type of business, large or small. Get paired with an account representative to create your suite of services and make the switch with ease with dedicated business client fulfillment and support teams. No data caps, flexible contracts with month-to-month or long-term options, built-in DDoS protection, and more. Explore services and request a free consultation at midco.com slash business today. I've been a Midco user ever since I started my business, ever since I bought my house, have the home studio, and honestly, I've loved their product, and I can't uh, say anything bad about Midco. So if you're looking to check out some of their services, uh, midco.com slash business. Okay, Amanda, let's get back into the questions. I want to talk about, you talked about Canva a little bit. You talked about social media. So you you knew the business side mm-hmm. from the ultrasound tech stuff. When did you have to, or when did you know, like, hey, I got to learn the social media side, the marketing side? Because I assume that was a little bit harder of a learning curve for you than the ultrasound side. Big time. <laughs> well, I've known it all along. Um, I have worked with marketing for festival of trees Okay. and one of my best friends does marketing for a living. And so, um, she's actually helped me through the business plan section and then, um, you know, for the marketing section of my business plan. Um, so I've known always from the beginning that that was going to be a huge part of what I'm doing. And she's been a very instrumental part in me learning how to do it and what to do. Um, It's been really great to have her as a resource without that. I, oh my gosh, there's only so much YouTube you can learn and it does not replace having a best friend that 
you know, does marketing. <laughs> That's a real world YouTube, right? There. Yes. <laughs> Have you watched a lot of YouTube then? Cause I learned everything I know about video and stuff from, I always say YouTube university is where yeah. I went. Have you learned a lot from YouTube? Yes. Yeah. I've learned, I've found a couple different channels. There's one gal that teaches all about Canva and Instagram, Facebook, you know, marketing. And then there's another guy that goes more into depth on, you know, how to use business meta okay. um, and setting up different ads and stuff like that too. So yeah. is that, was that exciting for you learning that stuff or is it more yes. so like, oh, I got to learn this cause I just have to. No, I enjoy that. Okay. I do. Cause that's where one thing I tell a lot of people when they're deciding to start a business, you know, young people or older people is that there's so many free resources out there, especially yes. YouTube, that if you get into these rabbit holes, I feel like you can literally learn whatever you want. Oh, you can. I yeah. mean, do you know how much I've learned about how to wash my hair from YouTube? <laughs> there you I go. mean, YouTube is amazing. And I am huge with as you know, you got to use as many free resources as you can. And YouTube is such an easy one. And so it's more weeding through everything to yeah. get to what you want. That's the challenge. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> is this video good or not? You watch yes. four minutes and it sucks. Yep. So you talked about Canva. Are there any other free resources or platforms that you're using that, you know, are beneficial to you or is it kind of Canva? And then you've learned how to use the, the Instagram and the meta oh, business suite. Chat GPT. Oh my God. Oh, my best friend. Yeah. That is so amazing. The prompts and the questions for these are from ChatGPT. Oh, it's great. Like I do like the, the surface level research and I'm like, okay, here's the business. Here's what the background looks like. Here are the different topics I want to talk about. And then I'm like, generate me 30 questions. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. it's. So do you, what do you use ChatGPT for then? Well, I had a- If when, you want to spill your secrets. I, should, I will spill my secrets, but- my business plan. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I had, you know, basically a business plan done, but I knew there were a lot of holes. Certain things didn't make sense. Okay. And in radiology world, we are very shorthand people. <laughs> Uterus unremarkable. Yeah. Ovaries well seen. That's yep. how, that's like how we talk. And yeah. so to use complete sentences again, <laughs> going back, you know, a long time ago to grade school, <laughs> remembering yeah. how to do this stuff. I don't remember that stuff. Like, so I all I would Oxford do is rewrite this paragraph and chat GPT would do it. Yep. It's yeah. I can't, the first draft of your business plan was probably just like text messages. Oh, it's awesome. are you there? <laughs> are you the letters? I am this. I yeah. am that. That's yeah. how my emails are. I'll email people yeah. and then it auto populate. Like Google's like, do you want to fix this, this, and this? I'm like, yeah, this doesn't sound like, yeah, now that I read it back, this doesn't sound like a professional email at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ChatGPT, it's unbelievable. I didn't yeah. even think about using it for a business plan. Oh gosh, it's amazing. When did you, did you write it and then you realized, why don't I just use ChatGPT or was that the plan I all along? just heard everything online about ChatGPT and I'm yep. like, what is this? So I started Googling it and I'm yep. like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is gold. What do you think about the whole AI thing? You think it's going to take over us? No, there's only so much it can do. It's true. You as still long as have it to have do ultrasounds. You're good. Well, or if it does, and then you can just hire it the kind owner. of, yeah. but that's getting into way more complex things for an ultrasound machine. And you still need the user one to yeah, drive the, the probe. Wand. Okay. And then two to fine tune where yeah. it's at because it's not perfect. It's still computer generated. You still have to fine tune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going more so into the social media side of things, uh -huh. I did a little bit of creeping on uh, your social media. 
it seems like you're using it pretty well. I think that's one of the big things that some businesses I see, they don't post forever. Right. And you know, it's like, okay, it's been two months since this business posted anything. What, what do you think the importance of doing that is? I know you, you had the runway idea where you started a month, month and a half before. What do you think the importance of social media is? Uh, just to create consistent content and to be keep, to keep putting information out there in front of your customers and use it as a way to educate not only about your business, but educate your clients about um, ultrasound. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, I can use it to post my frequently asked questions. I can use it to post um, just, you know, information on how to get a hold of me um, and to obviously to showcase different pictures that I'm taking. Yeah. You know, I can show the difference between 2D, 3D, 4D ultrasound. What is the difference? <laughs> 2D ultrasound I mean, 2D and 3D is the I black and white. Okay. Is the black and white, the gray static yeah. picture. And then 3D has that sepia, the flesh tone look to okay. it. And that's a still picture. 4D is video. Oh. Is the 4D, 3D 3D live. video. Okay. Is a video of it. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's one thing I saw on social media. I was like, what yeah. are the difference? And then there's an it's what's called HD Live is another thing. And that's like it's basically taking the 4D video and shining a flashlight from different angles. And then you can either um, highlight different things or make more shadows in certain okay. areas of the baby. So sometimes it might, you know, high, might highlight more of the organs or it might okay. just, it, it, it's really cool. So then product wise, going more so into the business structure, mm -hmm. are you selling the service and then you go there and they see it or they... Do you sell the photos too, or how does that work? Or it's like, hey, I'm you selling come the and service. Okay. Um, I have it broken down into different packages where, you know, we start with the base package being the 2D. Yeah. And then we upgrade to the 3D, 4D HD live after that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so really it's selling that. And then all of my photos go to a photo sharing app. So then Clients will have access to the still pictures, the videos, a recording of the entire ultrasound. It'll put all of that into one video. Okay. So then they have access to that forever. That's what I was wondering because I know maybe it's just girls my age or around my age, but they like to do the old reveal that they're pregnant. Yep. They take a picture of the yep. ultrasound. Is that so you're not doing like a physical photo more so just like here's the app? Here's the I photo. have physical photos too. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I do have a little printer that yeah. I can bring, plug it in, and give them some printed. That's photos pretty sweet. Too. So yeah. then, as far as is there anything that surprised you? Like now that you're, you know, this is your thing now, like you're doing this mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Is, is there anything that surprised you? I know you're still early on, but yeah, anything so far that's kind of shocked you business wise or ultrasound wise or dealing with clients wise? pretty prepared. Yeah. I think that's what happens when yeah. you've been doing it for 20 years. I suppose. Yeah. Was it hard to learn that? I don't know if it's a soft skill, but you obviously have to now deal one-on-one -on -one with clients business wise. Was that hard to learn that at all? Or did that just kind of come naturally? That's come naturally because, um, probably in the last, I don't know, at least five to 10 years of my career, I've really focused on trying to make it more of a um, pleasurable experience for my patients when I was doing their scans in the hospital. Okay. It wasn't just about me going in and 
taking all my pictures and not paying attention to them. I really wanted it to be more of a enjoyable experience for them. And so I've really focused on that customer satisfaction for a long time because that's always been a huge passion of mine Yeah, because I really feel that it's important for um, families to have a positive experience and I'm the one that can affect that. And so I've always tried to, I've always been very upfront. I'm open where if people want to ask me questions and sometimes they're very hard questions for them to ask and they don't always want to know that answer, Yeah, but I'm going to tell them that answer. I'm not going to hold it from them. I feel like because it's such a, the industry you're in is such like a one-on-one connection almost. It is. And so to me, that's, that's so important. And for, you know, patients to be able to trust that sonographer, you have to have that connection. And if I'm just going to sit and stare at a screen and not interact with you and not answer your questions and not, recognize that you're a human with emotions yeah i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna make that connection yeah so to me that's that's a huge part of what we do do you have any advice for someone that's maybe just starting a business where they are having these one-on-one connections to start to hone in that skill how they can be better at the communication side with clients What does your process look like for uh, dealing with a new, do you call them client or patients or? Well, patients, I'm kind of referring that to when I was working more at Trinity. Okay. Now I'm using client. Yeah. You know, um, so. So what does the process look like for them to have a good experience if they were to work with? New beginnings. Imaging. New beginnings imaging. I, I, I knew that's what it was, but I was like, beginnings imaging, is it new? So what is the, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I knew the I knew the second two. I wasn't focused on the first one. So what does the process look like uh, for a client that works with you? How do you hone in that good experience for them? Well, from them reaching out to the final product. One, it's making sure that, you know, if they have any concerns to have them voice those concerns to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually what I'm what I'm experiencing already is the biggest concern that they have is what if we don't don't see the baby? You know, they were, they've been hiding at the last, however many ultrasounds, we never see the face. What if we don't see the face? My response is always, we're going to be patient. We're going to see if baby will move. Yeah. Maybe we need to move you from side to side. You know, I Mm -hmm. have different tricks up my sleeve to make that happen. Yeah. Does it always work? No. Yeah. Does it work majority of the time? Yes. And there's the misconception that it, doesn't work majority of the time. And yeah. I would argue and say it usually does if you're patient and you take the time with it. Um, Is that the big thing? They want to see the face? Oh, yeah. I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. you don't want to just look at their butt. <laughs> right. Right. Or feet and hands, yeah. which don't get me wrong. Feet and hands are fun because yeah. you can see the hands do this. Mm-hmm. What do you cool. think? What's the percentage of people that are you doing when they already know the gender? Or are you also telling them the gender? Well... Right now, I'm still pretty new. Okay. And I would say it's probably, I've had a f- probably half Yeah. want to know the gender. But you are some in the point are, where you can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And some of them are, 
they want to make sure the gender is correct because they haven't, you know, they weren't confident in what they were being told before. Okay. So it, it's, you know, that's yeah. part of it too. That's what I always think. If I have kids one day, am I going to want to know the gender? You're going to know. Ride? You're going to find out. It's a matter of when. I suppose. You're going to find out. You think so? Even if like, well, you're going to well, find well, out well, whether born it's born and, and you're yeah. finding out or you're 20 weeks and you're, you're going to find out. It's just a matter of when you want to find out. Yeah. Do you think there's a benefit to either one of them or is it just personal preference? Personal preference. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I'm going to have to make that decision. I don't know if I want to know. Maybe just a surprise. The day, <laughs> the day you of. know, there's and people do it differently depending on the pregnancy and yeah. that's OK. However, they want to do it for their experience with that child is. Yeah. First one you find out after that, it's just. Not even Whatever people don't always do that. Me? Yeah, I definitely had to. <laughs> yeah. Did you do it on the first one or all of them? Um, I did it for both kids. The second, when we were pregnant with our youngest, I was actually going to school for ultrasound at the time. Okay. So that was a really fun experience because yeah. then we got to practice on me all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Amanda. So you obviously just started. I'm sure you have a lot of stuff on the horizon, but you know what's coming next? Um, in September, we have our grand opening. It'll be on, it'll be September 23rd. We have our grand opening at the Carnegie Center. Okay. Um, and during the grand opening, we're going to have it open so people can come and watch an ultrasound be done uh, oh, be live cool. there. And then they can come and learn about New Beginnings Imaging and schedule their ultrasound. That's pretty sweet. I suppose, because yeah. I'm thinking grand opening, it's a little different when you don't have a brick and mortar, but that's cool that the Carnegie Center, because is that where the uh, startup Minot yeah. Was that? Yep. That's why I'm like, this would work really well. The way that room is, I can yeah. have, we can have somebody be having an ultrasound over here mm -hmm. and then people can come in and see the ultrasounds being done and watch and see what that's about and then learn about the business. Yeah. That's a really cool idea to get the community to know, here's kind of what we do. Yeah. Because that's one thing I, I think people understand what an ultrasound is, but if you've never seen one or been to one, like I've never been in an ultrasound room, so Going to see that would be something cool. It's like, oh, this yeah. is. This so you'll is have really to come. Cool. Yeah, I will. So I'll, I'll be there. September twenty third from one to four at the Carnegie. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the future a little bit. What are your future plans? What is it? What do you want this business to look like if we come back on the podcast here in five, ten years? Well, five or ten years. Oh boy, I or a year. Give me the year and then give the five you the year. year. Okay, so in a year, I hope to be like have consistent social media, have a really good social media following. Um, I hope to be busy three, four days a week Yeah, doing this. I My goal is to go out into North Dakota and travel and go to people's homes and do this, you know, okay. not just in Minot. I want to go. I do. I want to travel. So yeah. I want to go and make trips to Bismarck weekly and do mm -hmm. ultrasounds just one day in Bismarck. I would love to go do that in a day in rugby, Botno area. You know what I okay, mean? And just yeah. kind of pinpoint those days um, and be able to fill a schedule and do them that way. Um, five, 10 years, five years, it would be nice to do more imaging other than just doing the OB ultrasound. Okay. I would love to do more with, I could do, there, there's different aspects that I can do with ultrasound. I could yeah. do screening ultrasound. Um, I can go into other facilities and do their 
scans for the day. Okay. Um, I could go into like little clinics here in town and do all of their client, all their patients for them for the day. Okay. So there, there's a lot of different aspects I could do five, 10 years from now. So do you think that you always want it to be you or do you eventually want to have people uh, that work alongside you that are also doing ultrasounds? Is this going to be something where you're still traveling, but maybe you got three employees that are also running around doing ultrasounds? That'd be nice. Is that a, that nice. is a goal though? You don't want to stay by yourself forever? I don't know. I, I, I'm really conflicted because yeah. right now I'm really enjoying doing my own thing Yeah. because I've ran a department with 20 plus people, Yep. you know, and then having ultrasound students and training ultrasound students mm-hmm. at the same time. And so doing this right now, solo, I really like, yeah, I suppose it's a change so of pace. Nice. It yeah. is. And doing my own thing, being on my own schedule. Yeah. Um, but would I'd like to go back and have some of that? Yeah, I would. Okay. So yeah. we'll see where so it's at. We'll in see. Yeah. Three, four or five years. Yep. If you guys are watching the podcast, the wide camera up on top, there's a white book and it's called Company of One. And basically it talks about how not every business you have or not every business someone starts has to grow into this 50 person employee business where there's a beauty in the company of one where you're just, you know, you stay small and you enjoy staying small and you don't have to run the next Google or Facebook or whatever it is. And it's a really interesting book. Um, but yeah, that's cause that's one thing I was thinking of when I started my business is like, do I want to just film videos by myself forever or do right. one, do I, one day, do I want to have a couple of people film with me? And it's, I go back and forth on it cause it is yeah. nice kind of doing your own thing. It is. So last question I got for you, Amanda advice for people starting out. I know you're uh, obviously in the early phases, but what would be, you know, your Mount Rushmore of advice for pieces that you would give to someone that's wanting to go into business. They want to start something. They want to do their own thing. What, uh, what would be your pieces of advice? Use your resources. Uh, if you have friends, family that have areas that they're really good at, use them. My husband is really good at sales. He's mm-hmm. teaching me sales. Yep. Friend of mine is really good at marketing. She's teaching me marketing and social media. Yep. North Dakota Business Center. They're teaching me the business plan and the business part of it. Use your resources. Um, Cannot say that enough. YouTube, that is your resource. Chat GPT, it's your resource. YouTube University. Yep. All right. Can you give me three more? Yes. I would say networking. Networking. Okay. Networking is huge. Um, By going and just going to the tomato festival, you never know who you're going to meet and it may lead to a collaboration with something down the road. Yep. You know, doing that. um, I always like to say, just have conversations about what you do. Yes. It is so huge, which is surprisingly hard because I've always, you know, it's hard to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. That would probably be my next one is be, um, put yourself out there, be vulnerable. That's probably this part that I'm working on myself Yeah, because I'm not used to putting myself out there on social media and being vulnerable. And so Mm -hmm. that's really weird, but it's still really good advice. Which is exciting. One more for you. We got networking, we got resources and put yourself out there. Oh, Learn social media as soon as you can. That yep. is the one thing I wish I would have done. <laughs> I've always like once in a while might comment. Yep. Am I going to really post? No. Yeah. Now I'm wishing I would have posted <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. And it all comes with experience. The more you do it, it the easier it becomes. That's where even filming videos, 
when I was creating stuff, marketing stuff for myself, I was like, oh, I hate being in front of the camera. Now it's like, whatever. So yeah. everything comes uh, with repetition. Amanda, where can people find you if they want to get some in-home ultrasound? Newbeginningsimaging.com. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. We will put those links in the description below. You guys can check it out. Show Amanda some love, some support. If you guys are, if you're listening, you're pregnant, or maybe you know someone that's pregnant and want to want to get an ultrasound. Amanda, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. That is episode 56 of the Minot Business Podcast. Thank you guys again for listening. If you can leave a rating and review, that would be awesome. We will see you guys next week for episode 57.